Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. That's not bad, but this is better. No, it isn't. It's not recording. Hang on. It wasn't like hey, yo. it's working. Why now. should you visit the chairshot.com? Chairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. The chairshot.com. Always use your head. I'd actually like to take this opportunity to wish Greg DeMarco Show. Best in all his future endeavors. <laughs> another fabulous Tuesday night. We are here on The Greg DeMarco Show. My name is Greg DeMarco. You can find me all over the place at Chairshot. Greg, hopefully you're doing well, dealing with whatever you're dealing with. Things might be open. Things might be shut down. Things might be closing. Who knows? I would say who cares, but lots of people care because it's your everyday life, and I get it. But we're not going to talk about that right now. This is the Greg DeMarco Show. The Greg DeMarco Show is a proudly part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. And on all of your forms of social media, at Chairshot Media is where you can find thechairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Now, this show is also available uh, streaming on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and wherever you may love to listen to your favorite podcast. So go out there, subscribe to us on your favorite platform, maybe your favorite platforms. If you got more than one platform, subscribe to us on all of them. Give us a like. Give us a five-star review. If you like the show, go out there and tell somebody about it. If you don't like the show, look, tell someone about it anyway. Let them make their own decision. That's what this world's about, right? Let them decide for themselves. Listen together. Give it a chance. Maybe you like it. Maybe you don't. I don't know. We'll still be here doing what we do. And if you're not, well, we'll miss you. Got a great show planned for everybody today. We're going to talk about pretty much a, a super hot talk, topic in the world of professional wrestling. But before we do, I mean, I could talk about this topic for hours, but there's no fun in that. I'm going to bring in two wonderful, amazing human beings 
that you actually two amazing human beings weren't available. So instead, I'm going to bring in Patrick and Miranda and and bring them on the show. No, I'm just kidding. I, I that would be I, I've told you already. They're wonderful, amazing human beings in past episodes of the show. So I can't suddenly tell you that that is just you you wouldn't believe me. You know better. Nice try though. He is on your Twitter at Wrestling Realist. It's W R E S T L N G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T. There's no I in wrestling, but there is one in Realist, and there is one in Patrick. For the Wrestling Realist, Patrick O'Dowd. Hey, man. How's it going? I mean, I've been talking to you for the past half hour, like you know. That's true, but I was was trying to keep up the I know, right? Trying to maintain kayfabe. We do that so well in this show. Can I have 30 30 seconds on the five-star review bit? Yeah. So, fans... I don't care if you leave a five-star review or a one-star review. Don't be that wishy-washy person that leaves a three-star review and is just kind of sitting on the fence. Have an opinion. That's coming from the wrestling realist. Uh, you took 20 of your 30 seconds. That's not bad. All right. All right. Look at that. that was well done. You didn't even have to danger zone it. Like you didn't even have to have to, have to to go with that. Like it, that's good. We worked that out. Yeah, I know. It was good. It was very good. I'm glad we did that. I feel good about that. If we accomplish nothing else during this show, we have accomplished the fact that no one should ever leave a three-star review. That's what right, don't we, we have accomplished. So go out there. That's the quality stuff you get. So go and follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Realist. Once again, that's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. You can also head on over to Instagram because if you go to Twitter, you won't find her. Unless she's taking over Chairshot Media at Chairshot Media for typically an NXT takeover, you ain't finding her on Twitter because she is the Twitterless heroine. She's the queen of soft style. She is at the hashtag Miranda. There is an I in Miranda because Instagram's different. Then Twitter, it's Miranda Morales. I, I see you speaking, but I don't hear you speaking. And now I see your face. Nothing. Our lips are moving, but we can't make out the words. Nothing. And I know you're not. There's no audio because you would then pop up on my Google Hangouts as like the big person talking and you're not. So she, she's, she's got that look like she's on her phone. Could be sending me a text. I don't know. Here we go, Patrick O'Dowd. Here hey, I'm ready. We go. Nice try, though. I mean, we're trying. We're doing this. Let's. Uh, okay. So she said, "Give her a second. Oh, she gone. She gone. Oh, yep. I will play her favorite soundbite when she's not here. That's what I'll do. What's your favorite soundbite, Patrick? What is your favorite soundbite? My favorite soundbite, honestly, uh, <laughs> you're gonna love this. I love the Miz K thing that you did for me. Do you really? Do you love it because I made it oh, specifically yeah. for you? Or I think it's hilarious. Like I think because the K thing is totally my my thing. Right. Like, I do it all the time. Like sure I get do. it. So I appreciate it. I I feel it is a place of insulting love that it of comes from. It so absolutely. Like I, I put it. I love it. I gotta find it now. I yeah, I know. I made you look for it. Right. You haven't used it in a while. Yeah. It's when I was trying to get away from using like things that we shouldn't use. Well, it's because I moved it up probably so it'd be closer, so easier to find. And of course, it's not easier to find. So yeah, that's mm. backfired on me, didn't it? There, 
It's not under Miz. It's not under the. It should be under Patrick. Oh, there it is. There it is. Awesome! I came to. Okay. There's a price to pay. Time for you to get down on your knees. Okay. Classic. Classic. I don't know that you've ever played through to the deluxe. end. I have. It's only 25 seconds. I just I think more recently I have it. Right? I, more recently I oh. usually play it. Awesome! I came to Okay. And then I stop it just because we get That's to that true. that first one. So wow. by the way, that voice that you just heard there, you can find on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. It is the Queen of Soft Style Miranda Morales. Hi, I got here as soon as I wanted to. So, you know, here I am. So wow. earlier when you were on here for the first 10 minutes, you didn't want to be, is what you're saying. Now you actually do want to be. So we're, we're glad. You know, fashionably late. That's right. To a podcast that doesn't have a specific start time because start time, it's not live. But that's okay. You yeah. still pulled it off. Hold on. So it, all, hey. it actually all worked nice out. Try, okay, Miranda. Okay. Awesome! I came to Okay. There's a price to pay. Tough for you to get down on your knees. Okay. See, that's how I played it twice. I played two of them. So, there you go. It's good shit. That is good. Totally good. worth it. Of course. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, how could it not be? My favorite soundbite. I mean, it should be your favorite soundbite. That's how that came up, by the way, Miranda. While you were fixing your, your, your technology issues over there. I asked Patrick what his favorite soundbite was, and well, that's what he said. I think my favorite soundbite. You got no choice, babe, but to move on. And you know there ain't no time to waste. So just to find, to see, but in the end, you know. I don't know though. Now that I'm like playing it. Like I see other things in the list, and I'm just like, ah, I don't so, know. So, uh, the button bar addiction rears its ugly it head. It is like, it's like there's just classics fault. that we don't you, use anymore. You're Here comes the big dog, the big dog Roman Reigns, the big dog, and we kick off Monday Night Raw live tonight in Phoenix, Arizona, with the. So many good ones. So many. Fuck you, Pat. So many good ones. That's a good one, too. I like that one. That is a good one. That is a good one. I just one. love that I like you that have one. Soundbites designed to insult me. Like, that's, I, I take that's, that as a compliment. That's just a snippet of, of Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Right. Oh, yeah. It just happens to Fuck you, work. Pat. No. Oh, it, just, it just so happens to be listed <laughs> on my thing as fuck you, Patrick. <laughs> so, right. you know, it's like, but let's call it what it is. But the last four letters of your name are in parentheses. So it actually says Pat parentheses Rick. Close parentheses. There's also this one. It is time for another edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. Patrick McDowd, it's your turn. Uh, I'm all nostalgic for simpler times. 
when Baron Corbin sucked. And he still sucks. That'll do it for this week's edition of Baron Corbin Sucks. Miranda, do you have a favorite soundbite? Do I have a favorite soundbite? I mean, come on. I had to. I had to. Look at you. Look at you. Wow. Seriously, though, do you have a favorite soundbite? I have. It's your favorite soundbite. Okay. Do you have a favorite soundbite? My hands are up. I'm not. I'm not pressing any buttons. Where's the fuck you, Greg? Fuck! I don't have one of those. I could have one now that you said it, and if I ever go back and snip that out. But you said, but yeah. you're starting to. You were starting to say one. I I was. I, it's it's wild card. Oh my goodness, that's right. How could it not be? Wild card, bitches! Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane. That's just so so many good so many good things. Money plane. All right, you know what? Let's let's talk. So, yeah, the less said about money plane there. So I got a couple personal shout outs before we sell some shirts, and I worded it that way because that's exactly what it says on the rundown. Patrick O'Dowd, I would have done this last week, but um, I was too busy house hunting and so not able to do that. Peek behind the curtain. That's why there were no shows last week. It's all my fault. Hashtag Greg's fault. Last minute. Didn't work out the way I wanted it to, but we're moving. So there you go. Did work out. Um, mm-hmm. Bandwagon nerds past a year. You guys made it. We did. We did. It. It's amazing. It's impressive. It, 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 it was a, it was a, it was an arduous journey with many obstacles in front of them. Uh, basically no obstacles in front of us. Eh, uh, but the, the, the crew of people do, you have. Do you count yourselves? Yeah. Yourselves as optical obstacles? Uh, you know, our show has evolved quite a bit from episode one, uh, as most shows do. I, yeah. I would say that I, I like the product that we're putting out now. I'm looking for more years to come, and maybe someday we'll. Did you say four the more show years? No, I said more years to come. Oh, I thought you said four more years, and I thought you were. Running for no, to be elected the host of be reelected the host of Bandwagon Nerds. No, no, I I am the alpha and the omega of Bandwagon Nerds. Ask anybody. Uh, anyway, no, it was it was a lot of fun. We we wrapped up our our Marvel villains project and then we kicked off season two. I'm just going to do this now with a, a long overdue Star Wars episode where myself and what I thought was just going to be David Ungar argued over Star Wars, but it turned out to be myself right and the other three people on the show completely wrong and disagreeing with me the whole time. All right. There you go. So that was the what we do at the end of the show where Patrick talks about what we'll hear on Bandwagon. And I'll probably forget and ask him again. So... That will, that will do that. And then normally, after she sells t-shirts, Miranda will be nice enough to then bring up ticket sales for an event called NAV30, as Impact Zone Wrestling presents NAV30 this Saturday night at the Sun Studios of Arizona, in Tempe, Arizona. But Miranda, we're, we can't really, we don't need, need to do that. Why? Why don't nope. we need to do that? You, you say it. Why don't we need to do that? 
Because we sold out. We are sold out. Every ticket gone. There is no room at the end. Claimed, bought, taken. Goodbye. If you want to be there and you ain't got a ticket, you ain't going to be there. Unless something crazy happens in the next couple of days and I don't expect it to. So, yeah. Now, everyone just needs to chill the fuck out. The governor needs to keep his mouth shut for the next few days. So we can just coast into the weekend. Coast into Saturday. Do your wild thing. You do your wild thing, Arizona. That's right. And just hold out. Just be Arizona. Look, look. We're having people wear masks. We're having people be socially distant. We're doing our part to get this thing done to celebrate 30 years of the Navajo Warrior. It's not NAV 31. Okay, we're not doing it in February. It's NAV 30. We're doing it in November. I got other plans in February. I already had changed plans in May and August. Now I got plans for November and I got plans for February. And we're sticking with our plans because they're plans. And if the state of Arizona pops up with a gavel... And looks him in the eye and says, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I'm going to look you right back in the eye, Doug Ducey. And I'm going to say, And I'm going to run my show anyway. Unless the venue says no, because then I had no control. But the show is going on and I'm super excited. But yes, it is sold out. Every ticket has been sold. Um, far surpassed any pre-sales of any other events. I am so excited to anyone who purchased a ticket, to anyone who shared a social media post, anyone who told a friend, to anyone who said, don't go to them, they suck. And someone was like, no, they don't. I'll buy a ticket. And you bought a ticket. Thank you for, for doing that. Thank you for being a part of it. And I can't tell you how appreciative we are, how excited I am. And now it's just, just about the show. We're going to make it happen. We're going to continue to post. We're going to continue to grow and develop. And we're going to have a great show on Saturday and get everybody ready for Monster 2.0 in February. So come on out. Have a great time. Enjoy yourself. Be safe about it. And let's do this here in the next few days. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday when it releases, it's only a couple days away on Saturday. If you're listening to it a different day, it's still on Saturday. If you're listening to it after Saturday, it was a damn good time. Miranda, let's sell some shirts. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Yes, it is time for you, yes, I mean you, to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you you had, you had full uh, hogan there you need to go to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot to get your very own chair shot t-shirt all of the shirts there are in support of the chair there are different styles different logos different colors that you can choose from because this is america and we give you the choice of your shirt because that's how we do it. And there are some awesome t-shirt wait, 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 wait. designs what, that you can choose what, what, from. What country is this? America. America, fuck yeah. 
Okay, continue. Uh, but yes, there's some great uh, designs that you can choose from, including Cheershot Worldwide, uh, hashtag journalism, suck it nerds, uh, in case, hey, you just want to rub it in someone's face. Uh, Baron Corbin sucks now, then, forever. Still sucks. And the t-shirt's still there for you to shoot, to get. So highly recommended. Of course, the unofficial official T-shirt of one Mr. Patrick O'Dowd. Hashtag save tag team wrestling. But there's also some other T-shirts there in support of some of the podcasts from the Chair Shot Radio Network, including A Winner Is You, uh, Bandwagon Nerds, Platt Balaz, and the Queen of Soft Style T-shirt. All are available. Uh, T-shirts start at $19.99, but if you want to spend a few extra dollars, you can do so. And that means you can get it in soft style. Treat yourself. So make sure you go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. I believe there is going to be a sale on ProWrestlingTees.com coming up very soon. Uh, It's going to be a whole week. Lots of stuff on sale, including T-shirts that will be 20% off. So make sure you go and check out ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Yeah, starts Monday, November 24th. The sale, I think it's depending on how much you buy, you can save up to 40%. So yeah, it's a big deal. Black Friday sale for ProWrestlingTees. Lots of good stuff coming. Their ads will be coming out for that soon. So, yeah, man. Yes, it's yes. And apparently no coupons needed. So nope. 20% off of most of the merch. Other tiers of stuff, nobody cares. You just got to care about going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That's what the, what's what you got to care about. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey, folks. PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code ChairShot. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. A conversation that is not new in the world of professional wrestling is that of unionization. Many fans have long been calling for unionization of wrestlers to address topics such as healthcare, travel conditions, personal cost compensation, contractual negotiations, and of course, the all-too-infamous independent contractor status. The most recent spike in this conversation came from WWE forcing their talent off of third-party entertainment ventures such as Cameo and most importantly, Twitch. Zelina Vega was most recently released from her WWE contract in a situation where she reportedly chose Twitch over WWE when given the ultimatum. She also opened an OnlyFans account under a fake alias after she was initially leaving Twitch 
at the behest of WWE. At the time of her release, she tweeted in support of unionization, and many fans followed her support of that concept. Now, the major topic here is unionization, but I also envision we will give some perspective on Zelina Vega and the Twitch situation in general. However, let's start with thoughts on unionization on pro wrestling in general. Patrick O'Dowd, we'll start, before, so, so it's funny because all three of us definitely have different levels of experience with unions and unionization. Um, we haven't really fully even talked about it. I know more about Patrick just because we've lived it, worked for the same place, and then I hear about it, but it's it's we definitely have that different perspective, so it'll be interesting. But Patrick O'Dowd, your thoughts on unionization in the world of pro wrestling? Generally, I'm in favor of unionization for pro wrestling in general, and I think it's important to to delineate that because there will be a cost. Yeah, you, you you kind of rattled off when you led when you let off this this topic about a lot of like sort of the benefits and pros and, and I'm generally a pro worker sort of person. And so when it comes to the concept of unionization without going too far into what I'm sure we'll talk about later, I think that as a performer for the WWE, if you're not of a certain level, you hold no cards uh, as a worker with that company. And that is where I think a level of union protection could help them. You know, if you're Randy Orton, you're not worried about, about unionization, but if you're Zelina Vega, it, it might make sense. And we can talk about that a little bit more, but yeah, for me, I'm, I'm a pro union guy. And this is a guy who works with unions all the time and has been grieved more than once by the workers that are unionized underneath him and has struggled through all of that litigation repeatedly in my many years of experience. And at the end of the day, I would still say that I'm a pro union guy. Miranda thoughts on, and it doesn't matter if pro or con, whether you're for it or not, just a general thoughts on the unionization of pro wrestlers. Well, uh, and yeah, full transparency, we definitely have different uh, levels of familiarity and experience and uh, just association with unions because I do not have a whole lot of experience. Um, But with that, I do believe in and I think Patrick stated it nicely about the structure of of pro wrestling, the way that these uh, performers, these wrestlers are under contract and and this is specifically with wwe but it also could apply or apply to other promotions is that they are not under a same type of contract or work agreement that you and i are under that most people are under when they are employed and so uh that too means that i think that there's a lot more at stake for them in which they don't have a lot of the the same protections as uh people who i think are traditionally employed with with companies, even in entertainment, and even that whole structure, which I know we'll get into of unions and entertainment, um, is is very well known. It's been around for a long time. But 
wrestling has been in some ways both sports and entertainment and neither sports and entertainment because in each one of those realms you do have unions you do have protections you do have structure whereas in in pro wrestling you don't because it's been on its own island so i feel like for the sake of having structure protection a voice be a good fit or a good way so that people can just feel like they they have more safety. They have a voice. Um, and it, it's not all being controlled by just the top person or people. Um, that there's more say from the actual wrestlers and performers um, in, you know, their contracts, what they're allowed to do. So, I guess, spoiler alert, I don't know. Um, it's I, I've gone back and forth on this issue so many times over the, over the years. And I have been in support of the unionization for wrestlers. And I studied unions in college as, as, as a business major and worked with within unions and was a union rep, which is the worst thing ever. I would never recommend doing that because your boss will immediately hate you the day you, you become that. Um, that happened to me. That, that's real. Um, but it's I, I've been in support of unions for wrestling for a long time, but the more and more I research, the more and more I learn, the more and more I realize it would be the absolute worst thing for it would never work. And it just it, it's it would actually hurt more than it would help. Um, and, and there's some other domino effects that we'll get into that I, that I want to talk about um, that I don't want to just throw out there right now and and. and in the topic, but I do want to talk a little bit more about the whole Zelina Vega and Twitch situation. Here's the thing about that. And a lot of information has come out and, and you know how I am about wrestling news. Um, I don't like to believe it. However, here's the deal with the Zelina Vega thing. I tend to believe some of the stuff that's come out about Zelina Vega because most wrestling news comes out through talents. And when talent gets released, they typically want to talk. So I, I tend to believe some of the Zelina Vega stuff, but I did the math and she has over 15,000 Twitch subscribers. And, and a Twitch account minimum at minimum is $5 per month. And if you do that math, that's $75,000 per month. Now, Twitch keeps 50% of that. So that means Alina Vega would be getting $37,500 per month from being on Twitch, and in the course of a year, that's $450,000. There's a pretty good chance she wasn't making $450,000 on her WWE contract. She was rumored to have been in the 250 area, which is pretty much kind of the standard. It's like in the NFL, you got the veterans minimum, and you got the minimum contract, that kind of thing. That's kind of what the 250 is in WWE. I know people love to talk about how, oh, this woman only made 80 grand a year. Don't believe that stuff. Um, that's like an NXT deal, but... And in NXT, they get their travel expenses taken care of when they were on the road. But for for WWE, most of the talent you see on television is making two hundred fifty grand a year or more to be there. And and even if they're doing nothing, that's their their downside guarantee. Um, the Twitch thing is very very interesting because it's 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 all about it's about two things. It's about monetization and it's about intellectual property. And and that's the deal. Like it's so funny. Like what you know, when you listen to Paige and she's crying about Twitch, what is she crying about? She's crying about she wants to have she wants to be accessible to her fans. She wants to have that interaction. She wants to have all that. Then turn off the monetization. 
Like she never says she wants to do it to make money, but that's the reason why she can't do it is because she wants to make money off of it. And, and it's, it's kind of bad to me. Like she's crying all this and trying to drum up that support. And I think there's some working in there because she could not monetize her Twitch and she's still under contract WWE. She's still getting paid to do nothing for WWE. Still getting paid that at least 250 grand a year to do nothing for WWE. Um, but she, you know, and, and you know, Mia Yim, same thing. Like she's talked about wanting, she just wants to play games with her fans, play games with her fans and turn off the monetization. But you don't want to because you're making a lot of money off of it. You can't be making money on the side when you're on WWE's payroll. It's in your contract. It's a contractual problem. And you're doing so with their intellectual property. And that's the bigger issue. When you're on Twitch as a WWE star, you're bringing over WWE fans to that platform who otherwise would not have been there if you weren't a WWE superstar. And that brings up a huge issue because now you've got talents making money on the side, but you also have Twitch making a ton of money. Remember, Twitch takes 50%. So if Zelina Vega is making 450 grand a year on Twitch, Twitch is making 450 grand a year on Zelina Vega being a WWE superstar. That's not going to fly in WWE. That's not going to fly with any billion dollar business that that is is making money off of WWE intellectual property without compensating them for it. And I don't think wrestlers even grasp and, and think about this when they're when they're making these decisions and when they're pushing unionization. So I think it's weird to, it's like Twitch has really brought this to light, but I think Twitch is to me, and maybe I'm wrong and you guys tell me if I am, I think Twitch is a much lower gripe than some of the other issues. I think the, uh, I think the name image and likeness thing is a very, is a very good distinction. I, I think what's interesting and what put us back and forth is, this is a this is a unique position where a side hustle is something that you can't really do. No. According to the WWE. And this is where I get into like it, there and there are other jobs where you, where you can't do that sure. Um but the idea of of painting them as independent contractors but then locking them into three-year contracts where they can make no other money any other way like yeah the wwe's intellectual property of a character or whatever was created but that person also still made the character and they don't have a right to monetize that in any other way other than the way the wwe tells you to and that's not necessarily true if you have something that allows you to have some bargaining power to have that be a part of your contract but the wwe has like, this is one of those examples where they have all the cards they can unilaterally say this and, and sort of take it away and then make you work for it on the back end so that maybe you know if you're Xavier Woods or whatever who you know has is Mr. Video Games right had like the but the bargaining power isn't really in Woods's Woods's corner ever like there's no it's not an equal footing and that's where as a as a labor guy myself like that's where i'm a little hung up like yeah if you if you can if you can't even do it without even taking your your name image and likeness like the own trademarks of the WWE off that's where i think it it's it's an overreach and that's where I, that's where i find it slightly problematic i get like if i'm saying this is Zelina Vegas twitch account like the Zelina Vega is a character created by the WWE. I'm still playing that character totally. You know, if you go by your shoot name, 
and people know that you know you're the person who like you're the person who plays Alina Vega. Okay, like I don't know that the WWE can trademark a person's actual name. They can't right? trademark the name, but if you're on if you're Zelina Vega and you're on Twitch as Thea Trinidad, why are people with you on Twitch? Are they with you on Twitch because you're Thea Trinidad? Or are they with you on Twitch because you're Zelina Vega? Regardless of the name on your Twitch right. account. But if you're not advertising yourself as Lena Vega, if you're advertising yourself as the internet, and I know. But then does she ever post about it on her Twitter? That's the certified blue checkmark Twitter with her WWE name. She ever posts about it on her Instagram, which is certified blue checkmark Instagram with her WWE name. You can do all that requesting and get blue checkmarked on Instagram and Twitter. You might not get approved, but you can play anybody. But I'm saying like that's. But but if her 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 handle is her WWE name and she's promoting her Twitch, like it's there's just so right. many. So your, so your billion dollar company is out a few hundred, you know, less than a hundred thousand dollars or whatever to allow somebody to make some extra money on the side. When what's the responsibility? You talked about travel and and all mm-hmm. this stuff. Is WWE covering that for every single performer all the time everywhere they go? No, not at all. That's a separate issue to me than Twitch, though. Like that's. And that's where right. I have you're, some support you're for it. Forced to take a chunk out of your income one way, and you can't supplement it another way. That's that's underhanded to me. Sorry, Brandon, I cut you off. You were you were trying I, to talk, and and I cut you off. No, well, I, I was going to say. I mean, I, I do get both perspectives because I was about to to say, and Greg made a good point as far as the advertisement of the Twitch uh, utilizing you know, social media handles with the WWE name, but ultimately, you know, Zelina Vega and Thea Trinidad are the same person. It's almost like you're penalizing someone for, for being famous because they have a famous face. They're, they're on TV. You, you know, people are watching her because she is on TV and it is a WWE product, but at the same time, I I don't, it, if she is doing that within the framework of Thea Trinidad or whatever name she wants to use that WWE doesn't own, I, I do feel like that should be somewhat fair game. Um, or that if, hey, if you want to utilize your WWE name to get those followers, then yeah, you have to pay us. If you don't, then, you know, and even if WWE had more skin in the game, that maybe could have helped that almost like if you do this and if we help you promote it, then we get a cut instead of penalizing people for just it, it does feel like it's penalizing them for pursuing outside ventures. And I do think that this is overall is very interesting because of the fact that this is a lot of this has come to light because of the world that we live in COVID now. Prior to that, nobody had time to do their Twitch, you know, other if you were really dedicated to do your Twitch or to do others, you know, types of of um, of accounts, you know. Uh, but now that you live, we live in a world where now they're no longer traveling and that that's some way, even though they, they don't have that covered anymore or they don't have to put that at expense. You know, that also means they're not in front of crowds all over the U.S. And so it does limit their visibility that it is very interesting to me how this is developed because of the world that we live in now, that everything is virtual, everything is digital, and this will be the future. So I, I do feel like WWE's response is just in response to where the world is going into a virtual environment. But 
I don't, I feel like, yes, if they, someone wanted to use their WWE name and promote it through WWE, I could see WWE probably getting a cut um, and almost incentivizing people to help with their followers and help with their growth. But at the same time, if someone decides to use their personal or whatever name they choose, I don't see how that should be WWE's business. Even though they made them famous, they could be famous however. You know, but I, I just don't feel like WWE's it is in their place to step in and and take over or limit people's abilities to what they can and cannot do. The other issue you run into is what's in their contract. And and the problem is right. is that the intellectual property is but in the contract and I, and I mean, are we gonna are are I don't know if we're going to bring it up. I don't know if we break into the uh, additional aspect of this outside of the Twitch into some other social media account. Maybe. I don't know. Um, But I think the issue you run into here is the contract, right? They signed a contract. And this is where Patrick and I kind of started going back and forth on on social media. Um, And that's the issue that I run into is that uh, WWE, first of all, they could sign people to less profitable, non-exclusive deals that allows them to pursue outside ventures like Impact Wrestling does, like AEW does for some of their talent. They choose not to as not profitable for WWE. Now, they had that for some of the 205 Live talent as well as a lot of the NXT UK talent, and they ended up doing away with it because people were working outside of WWE and getting hurt. Now, if you get hurt on Twitch, I mean, I don't, I don't know how the hell that happens, but um, <laughs> I injured my hand playing video like yeah, carpal right. tunnel. But it's it's you know this type of contract. You you have a lower downside guarantee. You get less merch. You get less royalties, and but you also have lesser restrictions. But your your deal is going to be significantly lower. And and the WWE and not only that, if you're WWE and you've got one talent under a non-exclusive deal, another talent under an exclusive deal, who are you going to push? Right, you're going to push the you know, exclusive talent. You're going to push the exclusive person, one hundred percent. The problem, I guess before you I, jump in, the, the problem that I have, and this is where Patrick and I decided to save for the podcast and social media, they signed the contract. Right. Knowingly and willingly entered I, agreement with WWE. They signed the contract. I I think the, the thing that, where what I said, what I tweeted was the, the concept, the WWE likes to push the concept of independent contractor when they talk about you signed the contract, but it's really not the performer's not really an independent contractor in the sense that they're like, yeah, you're an independent contractor, but for three years, you're, you know, property of the WWE. That's, and so it's, it's to me, it's just a disingenuous thing. And I can't remember who said it on which of our other podcasts. And I feel bad. I think it was on outsider's edge. Hey, but and so I will own that I kind of ripped this, but this is something that that I think we know is true. The WWE pulls the independent contractor thing out as its sort of defense of treatment of workers mm-hmm. when it's convenient for them to do so, before then turning them to we we own you, you're an employee, you are locked into everything we say and do. And so it's to me, it's not so much what the contract, like yeah, I signed a contract and I agreed to it. Well, let's call it what it is. You're an employee of the WWE. You're not an independent contractor. You can't go work elsewhere. 
Like because right. even to get released, right. you have to request a release from your contract, and they will choose to either say mm-hmm. yes or no. And you, we've seen it where they've held people who wanted out because the WWE knew their value elsewhere, even though they had no real intent to use them. But every one of those right. provisions you mentioned is in their contract. Like they signed no, a I'm contract that defines that what an independent what contractor is. Like that's the thing. Everything well, you, you said is true. But they do right. call it that, and the talent signs on the dotted line saying they agree with it. But then they go out later and complain saying they don't. And here's my problem. How many of these talents well, sign these I, contracts without having a lawyer read them and explain it to them? Because this is their dream, and, and they're basically sacrificing what they should be entitled to for their dream. But but they, they're doing where, it. And I guess, and I guess there's, there's a lot of assumptions made there about just yeah, – I get what you're saying, Greg. Yes. They are signing a contract, all that language and stuff. I don't give a shit about that part. The WWE calling it an independent contractor contract is laughable. And if this was any other business, like, and that's the thing is you look like if if another business or company ran with this philosophy and this is where it comes down to, like they use the independent contractor Mm -hmm. argument to keep them from giving health insurance benefits to the wrestlers. Like that's on their own for the most part. So in a high-risk business where you have a high risk of injury, and it's not that the WWE won't take care of somebody when they're injured. I won't I won't go that far. Like they will they will put you in there. Oh, yeah. But you're not necessarily all expenses paid if you're hurt. You know, you're not exactly, you know, ultimately completely cared for. And yeah, the WWE might are, co- cover you, but this is also a trickle-down thing to other parts of the industry, like other companies as well. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about the WWE, you know, and, and we're looking at like AEW impact, like all the way down. Like thing. there is what's up? It's all the same stuff. They all do the same. It's thing. all the same stuff, but it's at a, and it becomes at such a lower scale that it becomes a little bit more difficult to kind of manage and move forward. Yeah. Now impact, so, most of their people can wrestle outside of impact because, they're, right. but they're also paying them for a, a sliver of what WWE is paying their talent. Right. And so the other the other thing that I completely agree with you is, and this is why this won't happen, is because of what you talked about before, is that if if wrestlers were to actually unionize and the WWE was to be like, okay, you can join SAG or you can, you know, you can unionize and, and we'll let you have that, and you can be considered employees of the WWE, your contracts are going down. Your pay is going to drop. Because the other thing that comes with union is additional costs on the employer. Mm-hmm. Because now the employer has to cover things like insurance. The employer has to cover things like, um, uh, you know, whatever benefits that, that may come with being a part of that union. And so I mentioned this before we went on the show. First 30 minutes of 83 weeks was really, really interesting this week because Eric Bischoff talked about that. And he was he, he mentioned he's like there's there is an unintended there is a side to unionizing that the talent doesn't pay attention to that there is a downside to this and what really has to happen for talent to have this go the way that they would want it to go is they'd have to be willing as a unit to take a pay cut. Mm -hmm. That means AJ Styles who makes a million dollars a year won't make a million dollars a year anymore. Randy Orton who makes $2 million a year and has a private jet that the company pays for that they charter for him to fly on. It's part of his deal that he negotiated without union representation 
because uh, he's Randy Orton and he can do that. And I bet other talent gets. Right. I mean, leverage, yeah. Big Show had a bus. I think CM Punk had a bus. Yeah. Like like CM Punk, huge proponent anti WWE, got a bus, and and that WWE paid for and paid for a driver. Like these things do happen when you are at that level. Those guys aren't going to give that up. They're they're not going to. And then you're going to have talent issues with people who are willing to sign with the union, aren't willing to sign with the union. The union doesn't benefit the high level talent; it benefits the low level talent. And, exactly. and it would, mm-hmm. it's it just, and it's like, it's not yeah. a magical wand. It really isn't like all the things that you would need to negotiate are going to cost money. Chris Harrington, who now works for AEW in, in their business area, um, once put out a, an article about the union is, I believe it was Chris Harrington. If somebody else, I apologize. And he estimated what it would cost WWE if they provided benefits and travel, better travel to their wrestlers. And it wasn't that much. They'd still be a vastly profitable organization if they did this. Um, I can tell you that, just, just to clarify, because everyone says different things, WWE pays for travel. They pay for a talent to fly into TV. They pay for the hotel when a talent is at TV. This also applies to agents, by the way. Agents are independent contractors as well. Producers, independent contractors. Most people who work there are independent contractors. Um, by the way, everyone's beloved AEW, Outside of Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, Christopher Daniels, and a couple of the referees who have other jobs within the organization and are actual employees of the organization, they don't have health care either. And when Cody Rhodes, back when AEW started, said, we're giving people health care, and then he walked it back, he wasn't really walking it back. It's because when he talked, when he spoke, he didn't know what he was talking about. Because Cody Rhodes has never had a job that gives him health care. Because Cody Rhodes was born in the wrestling business. Cody Rhodes has never had a job where, where I remember my first job out of college. They were like, you get to sign up for your benefits. You're all excited. I get to sign up for my benefits. He's never had that. What he was talking about was if somebody gets hurt, they're going to take care of it. Just like WWE does. WWE is going to still pay your downside. They're going to pay for your surgery. They're going to pay for your rehab. They're going to pay for all that stuff. They even pay for transportation involved with like they do cover those things. AEW will pay to fly you in. And they usually have buses that take you from the hotel to the venue. Now, AEW doesn't have house shows. WWE, they fly you into TV, they put you in the hotel, then you're on your own for the house show stuff. You gotta rent a car, you gotta get a hotel, all that. Now all that's tax deductible. All that is 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 taken care of there. And that's an area they can improve upon. Yes. But I don't know if unionization is the way to go. I do I think WWE should do those things? Absolutely. I think WWE's talent should be employees. They should have healthcare benefits, they should have access to a pension plan. They should have either reimbursement for their road expenses or those things provided for them. I do honestly believe all of those things. This is this is me asking a question because I don't know the answer, but mm-hmm. because you always hear stories. Retirement, though, or like life after wrestling. Mm-hmm. What about that, that you're, you're you're just on your own, right? Like you've had to have saved your money, or right now, you yeah. know, you get your. Or you get your Legends contract and something like that. Your Legends contract, which is like <laughs> a year. Yeah. Um, you know, pension, yeah. pension, pension like is, like is those are, yeah. yeah. I mean, I I would assume that it, it probably is on your own. You it had is. to you know go out and venture to your own financial planner, set up your own four four hundred one k, and and you've just been investing slash saving in it. Um, it you know, I, yeah. I don't know what a WWE contract looks like, but you know, the, well, it's, that, it's probably not, you know, they're not, they're not doing that. Jump, no. jump, jump into the mind of a 20 something. Right. When it comes to particularly, you know, you, Greg, you talked about getting my dream. 
like I remember, you know, yep. even my first round of benefits, like you, you get like we had the benefit of here are these retirement plans that you can like jump in on, you know, do you want to be aggressive, whatever. And, you know, it's all based on the stock market, and which is a stupid way to do retirement, by the way. Um, and at the end of the day, like, like you just kind of did it and you forgot about it. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you don't have that setup, you hear it about it all the time. Rest, you know, they're fine. People don't know. People don't know money management. Normal people don't know how to manage their money. And we right. don't even make a lot of money. Like, and these, these are people getting hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and there's no direction. And I'm not saying that's the fault of the WWE. Uh, but I do think as, a, as an employer, and this is me in liberal Massachusetts, there's a responsibility on the employer to at least provide them with the tools to manage that. And I, and again, I don't know, maybe there's financial education at the performance center. They sit down with a guy from H and R block. Who knows? Yeah. 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 I was going to say, Ted DiBiase comes in on Thursday to do financial planning Mm -hmm. promos. That's the thing. Like WWE does do financial planning courses with their talent. That's been talked about before. Do the talent pay attention? Do the talent take notes? Do the talent follow some of that advice? Some of them might. Mick Foley used to save all his money on the road. Owen Hart was famous for being cheap on the road. Triple H was doing that. And now he's one of the people running the company. Like not everybody did all of that. Like that's, you know, the the people understand and and they've listened to some of the advice given. And that advice is out there for them. Um, Not everybody's making what, you know, Randy Orton, Roman Reigns, AJ Styles, whoever makes like, it's even, you know, Carl Anderson and, and, and Luke Gallows when they were in WWE, they were making $750,000 a year. That's why they were so expendable come release time because that was a million and a half dollars right there saved when they got released. They never complained about unionization. Like, that's the other thing. Sometimes I wonder if everyone outside the company wants this way more than everyone inside the company. Like, I don't oh, I hear a ton of people. Absolutely begging for this we see it and we're like it's not right but we also look at our lives and what's provided to us on our salaries that are far lower than your average wwe contract so if, uh, so if somebody making 250 to four hundred thousand dollars a year and more gets sick they can go drop the payment at the doctor's office a lot easier than we would if we had to pay full price every time we went to the doctor's office so there's a lot of of those issues as well but Right. I, also, I do also think that we we make a lot of assumptions about what a even a low end how far a low end contract can take you. Mm-hmm. Like, like I do think that yes, two hundred fifty thousand dollars since that's the number we've been tossing around a lot. Right, that's a lot of money. Like that's well over what I make. There's there's other there's other pieces of that. Whether it's you know, and you talked about tax deductible and all that. Sure, that is still costly life. Mm-hmm. Like it's still a cost of, of life and it does, it does take a lot to work, a lot of work to manage. I, like I said, I think that, I think that you really did hit on something there, Greg, at the end about do, does the majority of the locker room at the, of talent at the WWE really want this? I think, I don't, like I, I, agree with you. I don't think it is. I think I they'd think like the healthcare. Simple. I think they'd like the travel. I do. I think they'd like to be considered employees. I, I do. And I think WWE should do that. If, if I were there, well, I'd recommend it. 
it, it just seems like that's the only way as far as maybe unionization wouldn't be necessarily the end all be all, but it just seems like that's the only way these types of changes are going to happen. Uh, because there really isn't anyone within the company, you know, it's almost like there's no wrestling president. If we're going back to a few weeks ago, right. who's going to come in and make these sweeping changes that it all has to come internally from the company and that's not going to happen. So when you do get that external pressure, then you know, maybe that's the change that happened. So maybe that, and, and I think as socially, the, the, the biggest way that we associate change, at least in, in employment terms, is through unions. Maybe not a permanent union, but maybe there had some type of swooping group or change that comes in to, to make change are necessary. Um, in in more just short term than long term, but I, I think that that's you know what. Oh, we need a union to negotiate Miranda's internet connection. That's what we need. Right, she, I, I that. she dropped off. Here, um, here's, the, here's the last thing that people need to consider: if talent goes union, you have to pay into that union. Mm-hmm. And so that's the other piece of it. Like, and then the you're union stuck gets with cut. whatever they negotiate. Right. You're stuck with exactly. whatever it so, is. I remember. And, and some on a shitty when, end of a, of a negotiation deal. When we worked at the University of Connecticut, you had two options. You were a union member or you were a fee-paying non-member. You still had to pay union right. dues no matter what. It right. came out of your check. Well, and, and, the argument, and the argument for why you had to do that was because you still – they couldn't deny you the benefits that came with the contract that was created and – bargained by the union so even if you weren't going to vote and you weren't going to participate you still got x y and z benefit because it was part of your contract too here's the other Um, thing and i really wish and now she's coming back so that's good so miranda's back because i have a question for you miranda so i'm glad that you're back hopefully you can hear me um yeah over the past month and and you're you're about to hit wrestling shows number three and four for you this weekend over the past month it's great to be back right it's great to be back and, and ring announcing and interviewing and all that stuff. Would you be willing to give all that up so that wrestlers could unionize? Would I be given? Would you be willing to never do any? I of that mean again? to 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 so that a WWE wrestler to can never be part do of any of that again for wrestlers. Yeah, because here's why: the indies would be dead uh, almost immediately. Because if wrestlers unionize, wrestlers are unionized. And I could never run an indie show again if wrestlers were unionized. Because I could never meet the things that the union's going to want. It's a cash business outside of most of the companies. Well, I think... Well, I think it just depends. Like, I don't know... I don't know if wrestling would have its own union. You know, like, I, I guess that... And that's a whole other point of conversation i think that if it, if it does happen it would you know would need to happen within wwe because i think that's where the big point of contention is unless there's you know i see what you mean by it if there was a wrestling union because you know of all, all of the challenges it would face on the independent scene but it, you know it it also then 
you know, no one would be able to go out there. No one would be mm -hmm. able to perform. No one would be able to practice. So and I just don't see how a union would almost let that happen. But so, so back up the, back up the truck a sec. Because mm -hmm. one of the things that I will talk about is, like I will compare this to Major League Baseball. The Major League Baseball Players Association, those players within that organization, minor leagues and and their branches are unionized. Outside of that, like a semi-pro, like not connected to whatever, they're not. So it's a little bit different. Uh, I do think SAG, the, the SAG argument I think people are making, that puts Indies in real danger. Because then, yeah, I got my SAG card. You got to do this. You got to pay me scale. Right. But or does that... I, I don't know who can get a SAG card. Do you have to have a, like SAG might be the answer depending on, is it televised? So is it like the level of production? SAG, I don't know. If SAG is willing to take them on, then it'll happen because right. right now what you have to do is you have to apply for it and you have to, like you were talking about, you have to apply for a SAG card. You have to get X number of credits in whatever film project uh, or number of projects to, to get it, uh, somebody talked about it. I think it might have been Kazarian um, tweeted about it or somebody did where they missed their opportunity at it and then had to wait like six years mm -hmm. before they were able to to get enough credits to then get their SAG card. And that's when they start. That's how they get their benefits. And then even once you get it, you have to do certain things to maintain it. Right. So it's not just like you have it and you're in the club forever. Yeah. Tiger Woods had a SAG so, card. I remember like Tiger Woods had a SAG card okay. and okay. – because golf wasn't giving health benefits, but Tiger Woods got them through SAG. And and that's why I think that could potentially be an answer. I just, it would, it would. Then, then you're in danger because then you got to pay scale. Exactly. And what's, and who defines what scale is? And, and, Zach. and yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Like yeah. Indie wrestling would never be the same or the level of talent available to you as an indie wrestling promoter might never be the same again. And because yeah. once somebody gets any notoriety, they might join something and then they're no longer going to be available to you. Like, or wrestling is going to become, I want to be a wrestler. So I try out for the performance center and go the route that way to become a WWE superstar. And, and, or I go through ring of honors, dojo or, or the nightmare factory for AEW. And it becomes more siloed in, in that way. Um, you know, and I don't know the international implications. I can't speak to how things are in Japan or New Japan or anywhere else. Like, I have no idea. I barely know what it's like here. But I just, I think that the WWE can do more for its performers. I don't think they should have to unionize to get it. But I can't control WWE. I can't control. They hate, and, and you've heard if you listen to Bruce Pritchard, they can't stand dealing with agents. Like, like they hate when a talent gets an agent and, and they're, you know, harsh in negotiations with an agent. Imagine what they'd be like with a union. SAG already hates WWE, so I could imagine how those negotiations would go. Like, that's the problem. The relationship is already adversarial. It's adversarial by nature. It's already adversarial before it's ever even started because of the history WWE has and the way that these people have felt about them. And and it's, it's I don't know, they could really come from a good, solid place. And The and deep I just, I just of the WWE is, is unfair. The what? The complete demonization of the WWE as the only entity that that is not the best for its workers is unfair. Like that they're the ones being propped up right now because of the Zelina Vega thing. Um, that's hypocritical. 
Yeah, it, it's it's and Zelina Vega is a one off. I mean, she was making more money on Twitch right. than she was making in WWE. How many people really had that? You know, and, and yeah. imagine Ring of Honor, Impact Wrestling, AEW, and all that. And here's the other thing: everyone loves to tout Andrew Yang, Andrew Yang. I doubt Andrew Yang really cares about independent wrestling. He cares about WWE and Vince McMahon, and and that's who everybody goes after. <laughs> Sometimes they'll be mad at, at AEW or Impact Wrestling and still bring up Vince McMahon because they don't realize the difference. So, because Vince McMahon is still wrestling to most people outside of wrestling. <laughs> to me, I don't think unions are the answer, but to me, I also do acknowledge that I think something needs to change and something needs to be better. And I do think it, it's it's you know, and and I don't think it's going to happen because everyone's still willing to sign these contracts and. I it would take a big name talent, a Roman Reigns, a Randy Orton, and AJ Styles. Kevin Owens, he makes at least a million dollars a year. I think he's at one point five. To do something, and probably I think AJ and Kevin Owens, they'd be like, bye. It would take a Roman Reigns or Randy Orton, or maybe at some point sooner Drew McIntyre, for real change to happen. And why are those guys going to sacrifice and and risk those paychecks? I just don't know. I just don't know. All right, we could talk about this for hours, but that would become less entertaining. Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution, bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic. The Lucha Brothers, as well as Japanese legend Ultimo Dragon. Go to lucha-masks.com and fight Lucha Strong with masks from your favorite Lucha legends and pro wrestling revolution luchadores. Stay safe in style and represent your favorite luchador. Get yours now at lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out in here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out in here. We got three minutes, and we're out I have often said that winning one world title in WWE doesn't put you into any special stratosphere in terms of a career. Names like the Great Khali, Jack Swagger, and Jinder Mahal have all been a world champion in WWE. But winning multiple world titles in WWE shows that there is a belief in you from the company standpoint. Drew McIntyre is now a two-time WWE champion. Miranda will let you go first. What does this tell you? Well, it, it tells me, I don't know. I don't know if it tells me anything new, though. And, and I think it's because who Drew has beaten for both of these titles. He beat Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton for, you know, the these two championships. So uh, it already shows that they are investing in him, that they believe that he is the future, that they believe that, you know, he is someone long term that can help carry the company through this new time frame uh or period of, of of the wwe especially monday night raw so to be honest this win doesn't it only confirms it it solidifies it but it feels like it's stuff i already knew that he they think he's a big deal and that he's he's the person they're they're hedging their bets on 
I'm going to get nitpicky and play semantics. It's things you already thought and believed. I don't think you had any basis to know until they did this. Because if they never gave it to him again, then what you thought and believed may not have been right. And this is how WWE shows us, yep, you were right. You What you thought and believed was right. We do believe in this guy because we gave the belt back to him and we didn't have to. Patrick Riddell, what do you think? Mm-hmm. Well, to just kind of piggyback off of this is that it, it just reaffirms something that was said back when this man started with the company before his brief absence. And, you know, Vince McMahon, who called him the future on television, and then they didn't book him like he was the future right. on television uh, because they they didn't see him as ready yet. Well, that's and a kiss of death. This, like when they do that, you're, that, when they do that to you, you're screwed. Like Drew himself even said right. that that was the worst thing possible for him, and he wasn't ready yep. for it. Look at Curtis Axel. When right, he was but touted, what I'm saying when is he was touted, that, it was over. But when they brought him back and, and doubling down on him. To me, it does show that they never really gave up on him. Oh, yeah. No, like, I don't think Randy Orton beating him is giving up on him at all. Right. And then, and then you beat – and you to beat both Brock Lesnar and Randy Orton in a calendar year, he, like it, not very many people can say that they've done that. Yeah. Remember, John Cena's last title reign was three weeks long. He beat AJ Styles right. at Royal Rumble and then lost it at Elimination Chamber. Randy Orton's 14th, kind of the same thing. Wins it in Hell in a Cell, lose it a few weeks later on Raw. Some of this could just be puffing up Orton's title numbers to get him to a certain point. Like, that's the title's a prop. WWE has now, it's an important prop. It's one of the most important props they have. It's, it used to be the most important prop, used to be the Money in the Bank briefcase. Not necessarily the same way anymore, but that's fixable. Um, really cool aspect of this. If you go back and you watch the, uh, the footage that I watched and, and, and the videos that are out there. When McIntyre pins Randy Orton, when the referee's hand hits three and that bell rings, you see Randy Orton smack Drew McIntyre on the butt like twice. And it's kind of Orton's way of being like, this is it, kid. Like, this is you. You're the guy like this is Orton's way of doing this. We all thought I, I think all three of us thought he was dead. There's some sentiment out there. I, there's podcasters here at Chairshot Radio Network who said they didn't think McIntyre would ever win the title again. That WWE taking it off of him was a sign. I disagreed, and and I think we're being proven right. But I think McIntyre is entering that company, that company of the Randy Ortons, the Roman Reigns, the John Cena's. He's not there yet, but he is now. He's now been given the ability to get there. They've basically said, "Okay, now you have he's a chance." What's that? He's on the trajectory. Yeah, he's he edge on the rise. Yeah, not Edge's first. But his second title. Exactly. That's that's kind of what we're right now. Yeah. And, and Drew did a great job as champion. We all talked about that in multiple shows. Um, and, and I think that he'll continue to do so. And I'm glad to see it. I thought they were teasing the Roman Drew thing, you know, for for WrestleMania. And instead they're doing it at, at Survivor Series. Like, they went with the – it was so obvious. A lot of us thought it wasn't going to happen. Like, we're like, hey, this is too obvious. They're not going to do that. And then they did it. So – that's uh, we should have should have known better. So Drew McIntyre, two time WWE champion. He is officially now a WWE megastar. And you know what? I, I think he deserves it. I think he's there. I think he's a great talent. I think he's earned it. I don't think he was ready the first time. I think he came back ready. And I'm glad that they identified that. And I'm glad that they have gone with it. Patrick O'Dowd. You already told us what we can expect this week on Bandwagon Nerds. It's available at thechairshot.com. What is the nerd review this week? 
I, I told Dave we needed to get away from these depressing horror movies during this pandemic. And so we are going to review Disney's Marvel flick, Big Hero 6. Ooh. For the go. nerd review. And Ray Cash was so excited. He, he might actually come through this time and, and give us a write-up as well. So it could be three nerds this week. There you go. I dig it. Yeah. I definitely do dig it. Miranda Morales. Everybody can listen to you on your very own The Hashtag Miranda Show. What can everybody, including me, I don't know, expect from this week's edition of The Hashtag Miranda Show? Well, this is a very busy weekend, not only on the local scene, but this Sunday is Survivor Series. So we are going to be doing a uh, review slash predictions of the Survivor Series matchups, trying to see uh, who, who we think is going to win uh, with the, you have the, the world championships on the, well, world champions against each other, tag champs against each other. Uh, of course, the legendary team versus teams, women's champs, and all that. We're just going to be talking and doing our predictions. All right. Excellent. Well, look forward to that. Of course, you can find that at thechairshot.com and all of your favorite streaming platforms. Like, subscribe, give us that five-star review or a one-star review. Just don't be a middler. Patrick O'Dowd doesn't want to see that. Speaking of Patrick O'Dowd, follow him on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist, W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Miranda Morales is not on Twitter. She's a Twitterless heroine. You can follow her on Instagram at the hashtag Miranda. I am at Chairshot Greg. The website is thechairshot.com. You can find it at Chairshot Media. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. Check out the articles. Check out the amazing podcast. If you're listening to this on Wednesday, that means on Thursday you've got the hashtag Miranda Show coming. You've got Badlands coming. You've got Pot is War coming. You've got so many more. So check those out. Enjoy them. They're going to be a lot of fun. Until then, I want to deeply apologize to Jinder Mahal for what I said about him earlier. That's my bad, Jinder. <laughs> You're still, I'm still a Jinder Mahal guy, and I always will be. For Patrick O'Dowd, for Miranda Morales, I'm Greg DeMarco reminding you to always use your head and know that you can never hinder Jinder. Yeah. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.